Hey, what's up? It's Teflon Dave. You're listening to The Dummy Room, and happy Halloween from Horror Section. What's up, guys? Dummy Room Punk Rock Podcast number 162. I am Nate, and it's been a while since I last recorded. I, I've just, I've been like out of this world busy, and honestly, I, I just haven't been feeling it lately, so I just haven't been wanting to do an episode. But the dudes in the Randells hit me up about a new tune from them for Halloween, and I said, Fuck yeah, I want to play some new Randells, so I hit up Show from Zoonoids about finally coming on this fucking show, and here we are. Show, what's up, dude? Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, long-time listener, first-time guest. <laughs> yeah, dude, and and it sucks because I've been, I've been thinking about having you or Matt on the show for, like, well over a year now, and it just hasn't happened, and I, I don't really get, have a good excuse, you know? Oh, I mean, I get it. Like, I mean, you know... Everybody has lives to live, and, <laughs> you know, schedules just don't match up. Things happen, but, hey, I'm here now. Yeah, so for anyone who may not know, you slap at the bass for Zoonoids, and I want to get into all of that shit, and we will, but I did mention the Randells. You dig those guys or what? Yeah, yeah, they're a solid band. They're really, really good. Yeah, you know where they're from? They're from Sweden, right? I thought I like I knew they were from some Nordic country. I thought it was Norway for the longest time. I think it's just because I'm obsessed with like other Nordic bands. No, I don't think they're from Norway. I think they're Sweden. I could be wrong about that. Doesn't matter. They're they're Scandinavian, right? And they're yeah. fucking great, dude. Oh yeah, they're they're solid. I mean, every single one of them, and vocally, they're just great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, their album this past year, Kicks, came out on Monster Zero Records. And it's one of the best, dude. It wasn't, you know, I, I had a little bit, I, I heard some of the demos um, prior to it, so I knew what to expect. And and if you've heard this band, you know what to expect from them. But the album was killer. But yeah, they hit me up, like, last week, dude. And they said, we, we got a Halloween song, Halloween theme song. And I'm like, let's hear it, you know. And uh, yeah, new tune is called Devil's Night. Did You, you checked it out, right? Yeah, I did check it out. It's, uh... It's phenomenal. It's a great Halloween track. I mean, I'm glad there's more bands doing, uh, you know, darker themed music in this bubble. Yeah, um, it's really cool. I mean, it's obviously not their their normal, right? It's a little bit like you said. It's darker for them, but it sounds, you know, if you've heard the Randells, it's Randells with like a little bit of a misfits in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you totally, those, totally, like, I get just it. Just that chorus is ah, it's fucking great, dude. <laughs> Yeah. 
All right, there you go, dude. I love how they put the uh, the screaming and the monster in there in the background towards the end. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a great outro. <laughs> um, yeah. But, I mean, just hands down, like, just when the rest of the band comes in to do the backing vocals, it's just so good. And there's cool artwork for it, dude. And I'm sure that they're going to be putting this up on, on Bandcamp and Spotify for everyone to check out right after this. Hopefully they hopefully they wait. Hopefully this is the debut. But um, if it's not, whatever. You've already heard it. But, uh, yeah, cool graphics. And just, like, super nice guys. I've sort of... Uh, you know, we've 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 talked about doing some stuff, you know, with Hey Pizza and them, but it's just never worked out, you know. And Kevin got the album, so you know, of course, that's that's huge for them. So I'm super oh, proud I mean, of those it's, guys. It's Kevin Aper. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, just an awesome tune, perfect for Halloween. I I didn't even want to do like a Halloween episode, but this song was was pretty rad, man. So. I figured, hey, it's that time. I haven't done an episode. I haven't recorded an episode in a while, at least. Um, so it's a good way to get back into it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and tis the season for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I've just been... Uh, I recorded with Ronnie from The Muffs, like, it was almost a month ago now. And it was supposed to come out on Kim's... The anniversary of Kim Shattuck's death. And I fucked that up. And it wasn't... You know, I just got busy, dude. Work, been working out of town. Put out two records. Yeah, two very good records too. <laughs> Thanks, man. It was it was problematic to get those things out, to say the least. Like anything that could have went wrong for me, fucking went wrong. But they're out the door. Um, sorry for everyone. It took a little longer. There was there was printing issues, pressing issues, you know, CD issues. It was just a fucking mess. I mean, so, it's just not uh, you know on your end though. I mean the vinyl backup is real i mean i think every band is dealing with that right now oh yeah yeah and it it sucks but um but yeah so speaking of vinyl backups uh we have a repress of the zoonoids album coming out that is true (laughs) (laughs) dude it's been literally 10 fucking months i've been waiting for a repress oh that is man well not 10 eight eight but it's gonna be 10 before it's out it's just fucking dumb man yeah it's a repress (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like they need to get new, you know, uh, molds or anything made for it. I mean, it's already done. Yeah, I've been bugged quite a bit about that. And just to let everybody know, it is coming. So, just a great record, dude. Oh, oh, thanks, man. I mean, we put a lot of work into that. I mean, especially Matt. I mean, Matt Zoa, production work is impeccable. Everybody compares him to Cody, but he's more like Mass. Yeah, I mean, he gets he gets compared to Cody a lot, and I think that's a little unfair. I mean, immediately you can hear a little bit of that. He doesn't quite have the voice, but I think the the songwriting style is is very similar. But um, I mean, I don't. There's there's no cookie cutter shit there. I think Matt's definitely has. He's got his own his own way of doing it. Oh, he's, at this point, you know, he's completely unique at what he does. I mean, I don't use the word often, but I mean, I'll say he's a genius. Like I I don't know anybody <laughs> who else who can one write songs like that but then also sit behind a console and mix a record like he does yeah and it's fast dude i mean that guy can pump out new songs constantly i mean so fast <laughs> you know like we've we have some stuff in the works right i don't want to announce anything yeah yeah i mean there's there's stuff in the in the pipeline for sure yeah it was like oh you need 
two more songs, here you go. Like, how the fuck do you write? And it's not even just, they're not shitters at all, dude. These are all hits. And it's, <laughs> like, amazing how, how fast you guys, you know, him, I mean, you guys record them, and by the time he gets them mixed and everything, it's amazing, dude. It's awesome. Right after the uh, the reward show, Perry from the Travoltas hit us up and asked us where we recorded, and he just couldn't believe that Matt did that at home. Well, it's not like Matt's. It's, I mean, it's home recording, but let's be honest. I mean, he that guy could work in a studio. Like, he's been trained, right? I mean, he's not just some dude recording <laughs> in his basement. No, like, no, this he, is... he went to school for that. I mean, yeah, yeah. he's unbelievably talented to begin with. I mean, he's... He's been recording since he was, like, 15. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, and, I mean, if he was, like, of age during the whole initial, like, lookout explosion, he'd probably be working at Sonic Iguana. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's definitely got the chops for, for that stuff. You know, it's just these days you can't get those kind of jobs, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's just so much easier to do a home recording than it is to, you know, <laughs> pack everything up and go into a studio or drive five hours to go to a, you know a named studio at this point that he can just do everything at home. We just show up, put down parts, done. Totally. But yeah, so anyways, that, yeah, that Zoonoids record is so good. I remember when um, I first heard you guys. I think it was you. You posted, I think you posted in the dummy room. You just posted the uh, the Bandcamp demo. Um, four songs, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the demo was four songs. Um, and... I, if I remember right, like I just put up like a YouTube video and then with a link to the Bandcamp, and it was funny because 20 minutes after I posted it, you hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I I saw it right away, and I'm like, you know, I'm not one to jump on that shit usually, you know, because I don't know, I'm just not, you know. But I did for some reason. I checked it out, and immediately it just it hit me, and I just was like, fuck, this is so good. And I, I mean, we were messaging that night and I don't know. I mean, it was like right away. I was, I was like pretty sure I wanted to do something with you guys, you know? Yeah. You called me up that very night, <laughs> you know, I mean, I literally had posted it and I mean, I'll, I'll say this cause, uh, like Matt didn't think that like anything was going to happen with it. He's like, Oh, you know, it's just a fun home recording that you and I did together. Nobody's going to think anything of it. And then I was just like, no, trust me, man. I mean, it's really good. We should put it up. And <laughs> sure enough, here you are. <laughs> I, I think our first conversation was like, I asked if there was more, you know, some bands, it's kind of a fluke thing. They can put out a few good songs and then that's it. And you were like, Oh yeah, there's a whole album worth. And, or you were working on them at the time at least. And, uh, it didn't take long for that to, uh, you know, to develop. And no, the songs, no. you were you sent me the songs, and what really impressed me was, everybody listening has heard that record, I love songs that are all the same. I really do, but when you guys can kind of go in these, you know, it's a little bit like The Descendants. You can do a little bit different style, like a little bit more hardcore, and then go a little bit more poppy, but overall, it you can tell it's the same band. You know, like it has the same feel to it throughout the whole album, even though there's some songs that really go sideways. Yeah, yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, that's just from me and Matt being best friends. I mean, I've known that guy since we were kids. So, <laughs> I mean, we just wrote the whole record together and, you know, obviously it's going to have a, a unique sound to it and a, a vibe to it that just blends together really well. Yeah, yeah. No, I, dude, I was... 
I remember before the album came out, I was, you know, it's it's always a little overwhelming, I guess, when you you have a new band. You guys hadn't played a show at that point. No, you were, no, sir. You know, <laughs> nobody knew who you were. You're from, you know, Michigan. <laughs> no offense, but you know no, what I mean. It's... I mean, we are not very big fans of the state to begin with. <laughs> but uh, uh, so I mean, there was. It, it seemed like there was a lot of things that. Sh- maybe shouldn't have worked out, you know? It, you, you weren't part of a big scene, uh, brand new band. You know, you, you guys weren't from former bands that everybody knew or anything like that. So, but dude, the response was unbelievable. It it went over very well. Everybody loved the fucking record and it sold out in a day. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I've been yeah. getting bugged about it ever since. Yeah, I mean, you're not the only one who's getting bugged about it. I mean, I respond to messages um, quite often about people asking when the second press is going to happen. Um, in fact, I just got one just uh, just today about it. And, you know, the plants are backed up. We can't do anything. You know, blame COVID. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But what sucks is the original pressing was faster than the repress. To me, <laughs> it doesn't like, make any sense. seems crazy because, like, I mean, I was just excited that, like, there was something that, you know, I was part of that was going to be a vinyl. And it just seemed like forever for the initial vinyl to come out. And then, you know, now it's just like, oh, my gosh, it's even longer. And, of course, we should mention that I Buy, uh, I buy Records out of Italy helped uh, helped with that release, too. Absolutely. Andre is, uh, Andre is awesome. Like, he's uh, a great dude. Yeah, he's, he's a phenomenal dude and, you know... His band Rap Bones is great too, so if people haven't checked yep. that out, definitely give that a listen. Oh, hell yeah, dude.
know, I got some other stuff that I'm doing with him too. So, a uh, couple other couple other releases. So, yeah, super super good guy. So yeah, so the album, I, dude. Like I said, we're waiting on the repress, but um, it's happening. And you, two months ago maybe, like I think it was you guys that came up with this idea. I don't remember whose idea it was, to uh, to do a a cover basically to have a do a split with Cap Gun Heroes. And each of you guys do a like a Danzig cover. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who. <laughs> I don't uh, want to say Misfits because you guys didn't do Misfits. No, no, we didn't do a Misfits cover. Um, but I, I think it was maybe maybe Jimmy from Capcom who came up with it. But I don't know who it was who pitched it to us. But I remember someone someone brought it up. Jimmy. Uh, yeah, I think it was I mean, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy's kind of a he likes to come up with ideas and they they love to record. And yeah, they wanted to do something Halloween, and they wanted to do a Misfits cover, and they did. And you guys, you guys did a a, a cover as well, Sam Hain cover. Yep, we covered Sam Hain. Um, that's Matt Zoa's favorite uh, <laughs> Danzig project. Um, I can't really fault him. It's still a phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal project from from Glenn. I know most people, you know, in the punk scene are all about the Misfits, but oh yeah, you can't forget Sam Hain. No, so we, we, we just took the two songs and uh, we're releasing it in sort of a like a trick-or-treat bag. And um, if you want one, just, just hit me up and throw me a few bones and I'll send you a little trick-or-treat bag. And it's got some physical music in there and maybe some other surprises. No, oh, that's cool. Like, Yeah, it's kind of a thank you, you know. Hopefully some stickers with Riff Randall on it, right? <laughs> Yeah, dude, I, I send out so many of those fucking stickers. You know what sucks about sending out stickers is I never, people don't do anything with them. I rarely see them on anything. Like, I'll see them in a picture with the record, but I want to see them on, like, I want to see them out in public. I want to see them on cars and stop yeah, that's, signs. <laughs> that's not very punk rock. Like, I mean, I'll give some suggestions. I mean, a good place for a sticker like that is your boss's car, you know. There you go. You know, if you see a cop car, their window right on the front so that they can't see where they're driving. You know, things like that. <laughs> I've seen a few on signs and one from my city, actually, that I didn't even do. Oh, that's so, a good sign. I think I know who did it, but buddy of mine. Well, you know, throw them uh, our way. And once we actually hit the road here, um, we'll start slapping them on everything we can. I always wanted to get those out more so that uh, so that the real Riff Randall would, would take notice and just have this 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 need to come on the show and chat with me but hasn't happened yet she has seen herself on the t-shirt and uh she gave me a call for that have you heard that no no i didn't know that she actually reached out to you for that no she yeah she called me and left me a voicemail oh that's awesome nate where are you this is riff randall rock and roller um i'm so happy to uh leave you a message and sorry i missed you all right, gabba gabba, hey, <laughs> dude! I've I have played that before, but it's it's been a while. But um, yeah, that's 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 the real Riff Randall, dude. PJ Souls. Yeah, I'd love to have her on. So someday, someday, she's like the ultimate guest for me. If I get her, that's the last episode. That's the that's the peak. <laughs> it's, we're we're done at that moment. So can't get any higher than that. But yeah, dude. Hey, I forgot to mention um before we. Uh, before anything else, did you check out the new copyrights that came out today? I did check out the new copyrights that came out. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's the copyrights. I mean, there's not much more else to say. I mean... <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh, dude, it was... It, 
I put it on, you know, and I heard the songs that came out prior, you know, the mm-hmm. the, the the singles or whatever, and they were great. But um, no, the album came out today, and I was at work, and I couldn't really listen to it because I was I had some coworker help today, and it sucked. I'm like, God damn, I want to hear this, and then um, and it was just me and Miles tonight, so I, I couldn't really listen too intently. But dude, it sounded killer, dude. I mean, that's a solid, solid evening as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you're talking to a nerd here, so I mean, video games <laughs> and isn't a bad deal. Yeah, dude, I, dude, and and honestly, and we had pizza, so we got pizza, copyrights, Mario, just me and my buddy, and yeah, that's a killer Friday night, dude. Um, Mario 3D World is what we play. Oh, okay. have you played that one? I haven't played that one. Like uh, the last one I played was the Super Mario Maker 2, where you get to make your own levels and play other people's levels. Yeah, yeah, and, dude, that's tough. Yo, God, like some people are just sadistic in that. I'm just like, yep, I can see who's like, uh, you know, potentially the person you don't want to get into a freaking car with because they'll probably end up shanking you later. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So anyways, new copyrights, dude. Um, tomorrow I will. I have to go for a nice drive and really kind of let that soak in a little bit. It's been like how long since we've had a a good copyrights record come out? Like, I mean, they haven't put out a full length in how long? 2014? Is that right? <laughs> that sounds about right. 2014. Damn. But uh, yeah, dude, that song, The Pretender, is I don't know if you haven't heard it yet. It's fucking. It's so good. <laughs> tonight 
I want to talk some more Zoonoids, but um, we're going to talk about horror section a little bit. Nice. I kind of didn't want to do this for Halloween just because it's too easy. You know what I mean? They're so good. Like, I don't see any time that there's a wrong time to talk about horror section. We should be just talking about them on a consistent basis. Well, that's the thing. I mean, they're, they are a... I don't want to say they're a horror punk band because I really I don't really look at them like that. They're a pop punk band that sings about horror movies. It's not horror punk to me, but uh, but yeah. So I mean, to me, a lot of these songs, like at least on my list, they just they sound like love songs to me, and that's that's not just a Halloween kind of thing. Well, I don't think it's just that. Like, um, I I think it's just because it's one Teflon Dave's vocals. Uh, one of the things that strikes like me when i hear hear horror section is like he seems like a balladeer like you know like a 50s crooner fronting this <laughs> yeah. band yeah yeah and that's why it doesn't have that vibe i mean he's not shouting he's not being angry about it it's just a smooth delivery on everything i mean he he's thinking about some pretty dark subject matter on a lot of the stuff and the way he just delivers it it just you know it's like butter so what you want to get into this or you want to you want to do you want to go through some more zoonoids? No, nah, no. Nah, let's let's go right to the horror section uh, topic. I mean, we can do the top ten, <laughs> top eleven, top fifteen. I mean, I'm ready. Okay, so so I got I got a list from John John Mom too, right? Oh, because okay. he's a huge horror section fan, and and he will he will say that he is a bigger horror section fan than everybody, including yourself. So I got a list from him. The thing is, this band is so good that. You know, between the three of us, we're not going to have four or five songs that are the same. I know you like a little, you like stuff that's a little harder, I think. You, you'd prefer fast and harder. And I like, I like slow and lovey dovey kind of stuff. So, well, I know you like the, the ballads. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's just me, but, um, they kind of cater to, to different, uh, different guys like us, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, if you just go through their entire, like, catalog i mean it's it's incredibly diverse (laughs) just going through every bit of it yeah the catalog is so good but it's not an extensive catalog they don't have 10 albums what do they have uh it seems pretty big to me i mean i mean coming from a a guy who's trying to put records out i mean like you know having two full-length records and then a whole slew of eps and singles that's pretty big (laughs) yeah but i mean but you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's not, they don't have 10 albums to pull songs from. No, We're no, basically, no. you know, two collections and, and a full length, right? Yep. And all the, all the EPs or most of them are included on the collections. So basically like three albums, sort of. I mean, yeah. if you look at it that way. Yeah, but about. everything is good, dude. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's not like they have one shitty album and one good album. They have basically one perfect album and two singles collections that are fucking unbelievable, dude. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, Teflon's definitely, like, uh, one of my favorite guys that's doing this kind of stuff right now. I wish, uh, you know, he'd be a bit more prolific, but, you know, I understand (laughs) he's got, you know, life stuff to deal with. But, yeah, I mean, everything about his stuff, I mean, you can tell he takes his time to put put the work into into the production of it. Absolutely. I think he is probably one of the most underrated songwriters. Oh, absolutely, for sure. I I think, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong here, but I think it has a lot to do with the theme at hand. You know, when he writes about horror movies, 
maybe people overlook it. You know, maybe they don't look at the song so much. Whereas me, I look at it, and I'm not a big horror movie guy. Like, I like horror movies, but I don't know what the fuck he's singing about in any of these songs, you know? Like, I forget the shit. It's just not my thing. But the songs are so good that it doesn't matter what fucking horror movie it's about. It's because it's just a, an incredible song. Yeah, I mean, he just starts off with the place of, like, it just being a good song. And that should be what's most important. It shouldn't matter lyrical sub- subject matter, you know, anything that the song should be about. is just, is a song good? If the answer is yes, then you should be listening to it. And if you're yeah. going to deny yourself something just because of the theme or the vibe or the imagery behind it, then you're really doing yourself a disservice. You know, in this genre pop punk this little bubble we have we we tend to give a few guys a few songwriters all the credit in the world and a free pass at everything right you know like like ben weasel maybe joe dan vapid especially dan vapid i mean the guy has written so many great songs but there are guys that don't have that name and like i think jd from jagger holly i think he is just as good as dan vapid he just hasn't had the output you know you know, mm-hmm. two decades of, of fucking albums. But um, he has put out so much good shit that I think he's just as good. And I, oh, don't, think, yeah. uh, I don't think Teflon Dave is too far behind. Dave is great. Um, it was actually like mulled in my head a while ago where I was just like, do you remember those old BYO record splits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like thinking like, man, it would be fun if like Zoonoids covered Horror Section and then Horror Section covered Zoonoids. <laughs> I don't think Dave's listening, but if he is... Actually, I have bugged Dave at least two times about doing a split with Zoonoids. Oh, really? Yeah, and I think it was timing. I don't know that for sure, but I'm pretty sure, because he likes you guys. I know that. Oh, well, um, that's cool. Like, I, I really appreciate that, because, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they showed up on my radar when they did the split with Eaton Back to Life. Okay. And I heard that split, and I was just like, holy shit, this this horror section band's phenomenal and i've been keeping up with them ever since and so the fir- first time what was the first time you heard him what was the first thing uh it was funny because uh it was uh off the split it was uh cut you up because they had that video that they did that was all 8-bit that was like yeah. uh <laughs> where they took the video game sprites from uh nightmare on elm street mm-hmm. <laughs> and that terrible game and they made a video out of it and I was just like, wow, this is great. <laughs> like I got to find more of this stuff. And yeah, I mean, got a couple seven inches from them. Uh, got the John, uh, John profit, a wedding seven inch where they were on. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, from there, I mean, I've just been a big fan. I was trying to think of this earlier. Uh, when the first time I heard horror section, I don't really remember. I remember, I remember the, the early singles, the, like the first seven inch coming out and, and missing it, right? Mm-hmm. And it seemed like their shit was just flying off the shelf. You know, like you, it was hard to get horror section shit. You know, and uh, I want to say the first record I had was maybe the, the Omen. You know, I think that was the first one, but it's been, it's been a while. I maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, but, the first one I got my hands on was the Prowler. Okay, I. I don't want to say I didn't like horror section when I first heard them, but they were a slow burn for sure. Like, I think that 
that they have that guitar sound, you know, that really eerie kind of like off guitar tone. Some of their leads and shit, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yep. And it, I think at first it was so kind of different. And I don't want to say it was distracting, but maybe it was a little distracting, you know? And I didn't immediately love them. So it didn't take too long, you know? But there no. are, there, you know, I definitely grew into them a lot more. And I hear that stuff now, and it's like, yeah, that, that actually does sound fucking cool, this guitar. That, that does, it adds a lot, you know, it gives them a little more character than every other pop punk band. Yeah, I mean, they they found something that lets them stick out. And, yeah, you know, I mean, in our bubble, I mean, you know, there's so many bands that just sound like every other band. And <laughs> no, it, <laughs> you know, and the, the problem is, like, I, I don't know if it's just because we all have the same influences or, you know, we're all just grew up with the same records in our collection. But, yeah, I mean, they definitely came at it with uh you know, a different, uh, a different attack and it definitely sticks out. I mean, that's one of the reasons like we're talking about them is if you hear a horror section song, you instantly know that's a horror section song. Yeah. I mean, Dave's got that voice. Like you said, you know, he sounds like a Dr. Frank kind of crooner type guy and he's got so much melody in his vocals because they don't have, they don't, they don't have a lot of tricks, you know? There's not a ton of, you know, there's not a ton of backups. There's not a ton of weasel leads. It's kind of straightforward, you know, three-chord stuff. And it's a lot like some of that Lillington stuff, you know? Cody carried a lot of those songs, and I think Dave does the same way. They don't sound the same, of course. But no, no. he's got something in his voice and the way he writes. and It's just, it oozes melody through the vocals. Yeah, he definitely, definitely uh, has that has that uh, tone in his voice where it just like just seeps into the song and just really carries it. And I don't know yeah, what yeah. it is. Like he just has it. <laughs> you know, it's just like one of those intangible things that you can't really put your finger on. But he definitely has it. Dude, he can write choruses like that just mop the floor with most people. Oh. I mean, some of his choruses, when you hear them, it, it, it almost like it overtakes the song so much that you, you almost forget there's... It comes to the chorus and you're like, oh, I, you completely forgot what the verse was like, you know? Well, he's, he's the master of like having that chorus that when it comes up and you hear it once, you already know how to sing along to it. Exactly, yeah. And there's not a lot of people that seem to remember that that's one of the most important parts of a chorus is being able to (laughs) hear it once and be able to sing along to it even if you've never heard it before yeah all right man you want to start how do you want to do this let's just Uh, let's start at 11 and we'll go back and forth so okay what do you got for 11 so for number 11 i have working title the instrumental the instrumental just because i'm a big fan of instrumental songs um yeah and it's very hard to do a good instrumental song I mean, there's just handfuls of them. Like, uh, you know, you have <laughs> this fantastic piece from Horror Section, and then, you know, like, the only other one that, like, immediately pops to my head is Talk to Me Summer by Screeching Weasel. One of the best. Yeah, and it's a fantastic song, and, you know, not a lot of bands do it because it's hard. It's very hard because you just, it gets boring. I'll be honest, dude. 
and it has to have a melody too is the important thing and this yeah. song definitely has a melody it does it does i it's not on my list because i'm, I'm not huge on instrumentals so well the thing i also like about this one too is it sounds tough like you know this is it like does. you know like driving through the desert getting ready to get into a bar fight kind of music sound <laughs> yeah 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 that's the thing horror section has you know they're they're, uh, they're a pop punk band but they're they sound tough to me at times you know even when he's singing it just sort of laid back and real mellow it still has this certain toughness to it yeah absolutely um my number 11 is uh i won't forget oh that's Dude. a great song it's 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 slowish. It's almost like sluggish pop fucking masterpiece, dude. When we first met, I knew you were the one. Hand in hand, we'd stay forever young. When I went away. Said that you'd be true Gave me your love With the photograph of you And on that summer day The letter in my hand I can't forget the words I can't forget the blood was a song that went from the top five to 11 a few <laughs> times and i was like i just couldn't find a place for it i dropped it to number 11 just tonight on purpose because i just kind of want to st- i wanted to start my list with it that song could really fit anywhere on a list one of the best man what, what do you got for 10 uh for 10 um since you made me change barrage of pain <laughs> <laughs> um i picked cut you up 
because that was the very first song I ever heard by him, and it's what got yeah, me yeah. into him. That's cool. That's cool. It didn't make my list. I, I know your list has, I, I want to say it's a little bit harder than mine, you know? But uh, uh, yeah, I could definitely cool see song. that. So what's that song about, you know? Uh, I can't say for certain what it's about, just because, I mean, it might surprise people, but I don't watch a ton of horror movies. <laughs> hey, uh, I was going to ask you, were you watching, you watched some Kung Fu tonight, right? Yeah, I was watching Dirty Ho. <laughs> Sorry, that was easy. What's Dirty Ho about? Um, I can't tell you, because during that time I was trying to watch it, I kept on getting phone calls from family, so... <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but no, I have to watch that, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I had to pick it just because of the name. I'm just like, wait, it's a kung fu movie called Dirty Ho? I gotta watch it. Oh, this. it's a kung fu movie. Okay, I didn't catch yep. that. I like slasher movies, though, dude. I kind of, I mean, I kind of like, I like watching people die in weird ways, I think, in these movies. Like, you know, like Friday the 13th movies. Like uh, the chick in the sleeping bag or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, getting or slammed against. Her. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny, you know. I, I remember as a kid seeing that and laughing, you know, and it's still funny. It's just. You know. Yeah, it's just so over the top. Um, but like, for me, like I have to say, like the scariest horror movie I ever watched, it still sticks with me, is the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that movie's just like, it's unsettling, and like I had nightmares about it as a little kid. But when he gets hit in the face with the the hammer, and he just flops to the ground and Dunk. just starts <laughs> flopping around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just. I'd never seen that before and it terrified me. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> of course. I saw that as a kid and that's not something I wanted. I don't recommend it, you know? No, no, absolutely not. All right, so my number 10, dude, I had to go with the absolute classic Homecoming.
that's another good song. Dude, I wanted to leave it off because I'm like, it's it's it seems like everyone would have it on there, but you know, the beginning, you know, it kind of starts and I was like, okay, this is this is kind of typical, you know, nothing special, but when that that fucking weasel lead comes in, you know, like right after the, you know, right in the right in the fucking beginning, it's unreal sounding. Horror section really has some of the best melodies and and the song kind of kind of just showcases that. I mean, that's a solid song like front to back. I can't fault you for picking that. I mean, I probably I would have figured you would have picked that a little bit higher than what you did, though. Like, I would have figured you would have had that like six or six or five. Yeah, well, I dropped it just because it's, I don't know. It's like it's like the hit, you know. Eh, yeah, dude, I mean, they can't all be deep cuts that you're picking from. <laughs> exactly, you know. Well, they are, but that's the thing. It's horror section, you know. I mean, that they're already deep cuts, you know. It's not like, you know what I'm saying. But yeah, yeah. when Dave has a chorus that he can say "you" in, it's unbelievable, dude. Like, what a great word, <laughs> you know, because you can extend that "ooh" so many times in so many ways and just make it when you can make it exciting every time and really just catch people's ears you're doing something right you know yeah he's definitely picking out like the the right vocal timber for that all right number nine what uh number nine for me i have uh stars aligned from the omen So I appreciate the lyricism in that. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And any song that has whoa O's in it is instantly going to grab me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't, you know, that's the thing. He doesn't overdo it. You know, oh, oh. you know, I mean, that's why that's the thing. It's like horror punk, you know, it's like, they're not horror punk, you know, because they didn't, they don't take a huge, a huge nod from the misfits. You know, they're not trying to be that, you know, they're trying to be, uh, 
you know, it sounds like he sounds like he was a nerdy kid who listened to Screeching Weasel a lot and watched horror movies all the time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can definitely get his personality out of these songs. Um, my number nine, Resonator. Oh, that's another good one too. Killer, dude. Uh, that I want to be sedated guitar buzz. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just unreal. And the bass, there's a bass line in that song. That's just that's awesome. And it ends with that. Uh, I don't know that eerie guitar sound. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned bass bass lines because like. For me, I'm more about the bass tone, the actual sound of the bass, like how it yeah. sounds on the track. And yeah, I mean, like a lot of these, like I picked just because I, I like the bass tone so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's certain songs that it, they really do something different. And it's like, whoa, you know, they don't do it. It's not like the Hanson Brothers where it's like every song you get that bass, you know, just stands out or the Descendants. You know, it's just there's there's a few horror section songs that they, that there's something in there that just pops out a little bit more than every other song, and this is one of them, dude. Number eight. Number eight, I have behind the mask from the season of the witch EP. Do you see the new Halloween movie? I was going to ask you that earlier. Um, no, Matt saw it and he told me like, yeah, it's like watching it part two, and I was just like, oh, oh, <laughs> mm. not sure if I want to watch that because. The first it was was pretty good, but then I'm like, hmm, part two is pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard it's terrible. I haven't seen it, though. Uh, I mean, there's there's a point where just like you need to you need to come up with a new villain. Yeah. And as much as I love Michael Myers, I, I think like, what is it, like eight or nine movies now? Uh, more than that, probably. But I, I don't know how a geriatric serial killer is terrifying to people. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, man. If I saw him, I'd fucking run. Yeah, but like, he's as old as Jamie. He's older than Jamie Lee Curtis's character in the movie. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, hmm, you're like 70 some years old. I think I could outrun you before you had a heart attack. (laughs) Yeah, he never ran, though. So that's the thing. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, she's looking, dude, she's pretty old. And I mean, I think it's cool. Obviously, the first two Halloween movies were unbelievable, and I thought it was cool when she came back for what was that H two O? Yeah, yeah. With uh, with oddly enough, Busta Rhymes. I don't know. No, Busta Rhymes. LL Cool J was in H two O. I think Busta Rhymes was in that other one. He uh, was in Resurrection. Yeah, I, I, think. I can't remember. Like those those movies blend together after a point. Like they do. I, they do. I remember I checked out because uh, there was a point where I rented every Halloween movie that had been out at that point from the video store as a kid. And the second that they were like, yes, the reason that there's a Michael Myers is because of some druidic magic. And I'm like, yep, I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> this just went off the deep end. I can't take it anymore. Yeah. But I thought the, uh, I thought the last Halloween, you know, the one from two years ago or last year, whatever the fuck it was. I thought that was okay. I don't know. I guess I, I was hoping this one would be good. But apparently not. <laughs> I'll probably like it, though. That's the thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, I might watch it when I get bored one day. All right, dude. That was your number eight. Number eight for me is uh, Rooms and Echoes. Oh, I had that on my list. <laughs> dude, it's so good, man. I mean, that chorus. It's just one of those chorus. Probably one of his better ones, you know? Yeah. Ah, I mean, dude. Th- that's just like a great, like, just earworm chorus on that one. It is. When it comes on, it's one of those... <sighs> It's a kind of a weird one because it 
for me, I can't get it in my head unless I hear it. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's not like, you know, a couple of his other ones where you immediately hear the song name and, you're, and that, that chorus is in your head, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rooms and Echoes, is it's kind of like, you got to really think, like, but once you hear it, you're like, oh, this is unbelievable, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, Rooms and Echoes, I mean, that was bouncing in between, like, 7 and 10 for me for a long time. So, it's a great one, dude. What do you got for 7? Uh, 7 I have there inside. For me, it's not the typical horror section thing that I like, you know, that I really love. Yeah, yeah. But that one, just kicking off that collection, you know, when I listen to it, it's just, ah, this is unbelievable. I mean, it's a perfect album opener. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, that's another thing, too, is like, to pick a song to start an album with, the first song has to grab people right off the bat, or, you know, they're just not even going to listen to the record, and... Yeah, if yeah. you're gonna start off a record with that, <laughs> you already know you're in a good spot. Yeah, yeah. I remember when we we were kind of trying to sequence the Zoonoids album. That was kind of hard to pick the opening track. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I remember like we were we were talking about that for a while. Yeah, and I don't remember who's. I don't remember how we picked that. I don't remember if that was just sort of nobody didn't think that was a bad idea no it was or... funny because uh <laughs> we couldn't figure out like 
what the song order was was like what do you think is the song order and then you just send us a list and we're like okay let's just move this song here and this song here we're good because <laughs> we were just so indecisive about it at the time yeah i remember i got involved with that because i was it was whatever order you had sent them to me uh, or or matt had sent them to me at some point was what i was listening to them you know yeah. so i was so when i that's i was like these are really good this way so i was like this would be to me this is that's what I was used to. So that's what, that's kind of what I wanted to hear. And for the most part, I think that's how it came out. And I think it came out very well, you know? Yeah. It, it seems to have a nice flow to the whole record. Um, you know, you can just listen to it right off the gate and just leave it on. You don't have to skip a track or two, which is the most important thing. It, it go, dude, the, the album goes by so fast, you know? Well, it's a really short record. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's just, it's short, but it's, just i think you kind of you get wrapped up in that album because it's not the same thing over and over you know like teenage werewolf starting that record it was kind of a hard decision i think it was a good one because it it, i don't know i thought it was good but i think track two was getting driving in there you know because that song's just like balls out just totally from left field you know and then right after that, you go into that, what I think, I don't want to say the core sound of Zoonoids is, but it's very much, like, if you don't like arms, just stop listening. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you're not going to, you might like a couple other things, but overall, you're probably not going to like this band, but. Yeah, I mean, it it just flowed really to, together really well. It was, a, it was a Matt song, a me song, a Matt song, <laughs> so. Um. All right, where are we at, dude? Six? Number six? No, I had a number seven yet. Oh, you didn't do number seven. Okay. No. Uh, Make Them Pay. Ooh. Dude, for a killer guitar solo. You know, it's simple, but it's like, wow, that's really cool. That stands out, you know? Yeah, I mean, it. it's another track from Horror Section. Like, I wish I, like, knew all the guys' names offhand, but... Yeah, I yeah, don't I mean. <laughs> Yeah, the their lead guitar player always uh, has like really tasteful and like filling leads, which I really appreciate because I mean he doesn't need to play a million notes in a minute and it just fills out the track very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this one is like one of the best though, you know. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, cool song. I think it's I think it's one of those songs that um maybe wouldn't make most people's list. Doesn't come to mind right away. I don't think. No, it's definitely but, a deep you know. cut. <laughs> All right, dude. So what do you got for six, then? Six, I have the obsolete man. Yeah, dude. You know what? I kind of expected that. That's one of those songs when I was thinking, what's this dude going to have on his list? <laughs> and um, and I was like, there was a couple of songs that I was like, I bet she's going to have. That was one of them. Actually, you have two of the songs on your list that I thought you would have. Oh, okay. <laughs> and one song that I didn't think you would have. So. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was... This is this is certainly one of the ones that I I thought you'd have, so it's cool. Yeah, I mean that Twilight Zone split with oh yeah him and Dan Vapid. Like I was listening to the when I first got that, I was like, okay, wow, the Vapid songs are great. I'm like, oh. <laughs> of course. I don't know who who thinks they can actually like do a split with Dan Vapid and hold their own. And then the next thing you know, Obsolete Man comes on, and I'm like, yep, all right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did it, yeah. So. 
Anyways, number six, you did Obsolete Man. Number six for me is Forever Close. Ooh, another Dude, good one. They got two Forever songs that are killer. You know, Forever Gone, Forever Close. They're both good. I basically flipped a coin. You know, could have had them both on there. Actually, did have both of them on there, but I mean, I would have just put a hyphen in and just put both of them on. Could the do. List. That's what I'll do. Yeah, yeah. Um, number five. What do you uh, got for number five? I have. I want it back. Intro's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a. I, I don't know. I think I was. It's a little surprising, I guess. You know, I mean, it's one of those ones I don't think you would expect. Maybe. No, I mean it's got a great syncopated intro. The backing cool. vocals on it are great. Um, I don't know if it's you know other people doing backing vocals or if it's just Dave, uh, you know, doubling up his vocals. But yeah, it's it sounds killer when you hear the harmony on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my number five, uh, Dean's Daughter, dude. Dean's Daughter is a good one. Unbelievably catchy track, dude. I, oh, man. I fucking love it, dude. What's this song about? What movie is this song about? I'm not sure about what that one's about. Um, Dean's Daughter. I didn't, I, you know, it's weird because. I don't know if, like, even they're all about horror movies. Maybe, like,. I don't know. We'd have to talk to Dave and be like, is this just like some like weird, like campfire story you heard? <laughs> that could be, I don't know, but dude, that that's one of those songs that I, it's good, dude. It seems it's just a love song, dude. I mean, it's, that's all it is, man. Like if you're not, if you don't, if you're not listening to the words, 
you know, Dean's daughter doesn't sound like a love song, but uh, it, it really is, dude. I love it. No, I mean, it goes back to like what I said about his whole, you know, crooner balladeer vocal style. Like it, it really comes out on that track. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, dude, it's, that's a great one. Uh, number four, what do you got? Number four for me is First Kill. That is one of those songs that has that weird sounding guitar. Oh, you know? I, I love that kind of guitar tone. And Yeah, it's just, it's, it's grown on me. Let's put it that way. But, you know, it has that gang vocals mm-hmm. in, the, in that. Eh, that's, I don't know. I've never, I don't know. I just didn't, I don't appreciate it on that song. Let's put it that way. But it's still a cool song. Oh man, like that's one of my favorite parts is that, is that vocals on that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm a big sucker for gang vocals. It's probably just because I listen to a lot of hardcore, you know. Okay, okay. So you know, that's like gang vocals are just basically part and parcel for that, <laughs> and you know, just is like that kind of little small bridge to it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Not, it didn't make my list. Uh, my number four. Oh man, this got really hard. But crawl into you. Tonight, when I saw you there, it was like the first time yesterday. When I said I loved you, I thought it was gonna last. But now as time goes on and I don't feel the same, I think my brain is upside down. Because our love is gone, but I still want you in my arms. Well, the way I feel tonight, you know I wish I had died tonight, but instead, here I am. another good one oh dude that could have been number one you know it almost was actually but dude that's killer song it's oh. one of the catchiest fucking things you'll ever hear oh it 
it's an earworm. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, for sure. It's a song that you know just. It, it's another one of those songs that like plays to Dave's strengths, like vocally, oh, yeah. like where he can just like really stretch out every every little part of it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. he does. Yeah, dude, it's it's so good. Um, top three, dude. Ooh, the illustrious top three. What do you got for three? Number three is actually that one of the newest ones on here, um, and it'll probably surprise you, but I love the song "Die Alone." You go for someone else Getting easier to confess Giving up on you would be the best When I see you now I can't imagine how I'll find anyone again You go for someone else Getting easier to confess Giving up on you would be the best When I see you now I can't imagine how I'll find anyone again So I'll die That is such a good song, and that would be the song off the record that I would pick off that seven inch. And I can't, I can't fault you, man. I, I had a hard time not putting it on the list. There's just so many good songs, you know. But oh. yeah, it really is, dude. Like the lead on that song is great. Yes. The backing vocals are just like tastefully done, and you know, as a backing vocalist, I'm like, yep, that's where <laughs> I would jump in on the song w- when it's happening. I, I don't know like how that song doesn't have like you know a million plays on on Spotify. It's I know, dude, so I well you. done, yeah. and by far out of all the tracks off of the My Bloody Valentine uh, record, that's the one that sticks out the most to me. I mean, 
you have all the other songs, they're great, but this one is, you know, like, out of a bunch of diamonds, this is the one that's like, you know, not just 24 carats, but like 50 carats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are we on? Three? Fucking A. Yeah, three. Dude, this is, it's always been, I've always thought of this song as my favorite, but for some reason it, it was number three today. Are you there? Oh, wow. I'm, I actually have that higher than you. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I mean, great song, great weasel lead, cool melodies, just incredible, incredible songwriting on this one. It's always been that song when it comes on. It gets turned up a little bit, probably hit, you know, gets, you know, replayed right away. I've always loved it, but maybe I just, I think I might have just burnt myself out on it just a little <laughs> yeah, bit for this list. I, I understand, I mean, just listening to it over and over again, but I mean, if that's the song like if i was you know somebody who's not really into you know punk rock in general or at least the music that i like listening to if i was going to showcase horror section that would be the song i would play for him is are you there it's great is that the only song we had the same well it just shows how <laughs> diverse their their catalog yeah. is for according to yourself uh such a small one but i, I think their catalog is pretty big especially for you know a smaller band like we are <laughs> yeah I mean, I just, you know, I mean, they got a lot of songs, but it's just, you know, it's not like Weasel, like I said, you know? No, you I mean. 10 albums to choose from, so. Ugh. My number two, dude. Um, I'm, nope, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it. Temptation. Oh, yeah. I almost yeah. had that on my list, too. Dude, I mean, this is, this is one of those songs, dude. This is like, this might be the song that if I meet you on the street, and I play this song for you, and you like it. We're best friends starting right now. You know, great weasel lead, great backups, and the chorus is unreal.
Temptation and Behind the Mask were two that, like, I was really debating about having on this list. Like, Nightmare 20,000 Feet, like, was another one. I mean, I mean, like we've been saying this whole time, like, it's really, really difficult to pick songs from Horror Section just because you pick one song. Yeah, it might not be the best song out of Horror Section's, you know, discography, but... You compare it to any other band, and it's about, yeah, that'd be their number one hit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Number ones, dude. What's your number one? This is it. Ah, oof. Uh, no pressure, but I had to pick my favorite <laughs> song personally, but my favorite from Horror Section, from the first time I heard this song to now, Directive Kill. This is the other one I expected you to have, and it might be because 
either know you and I know you would love this song or you've talked about it with me before. I don't remember, but I kind of just knew you'd have this one. Oh, I mean, um, you know, I have the Prowler record and yeah, yeah. out of, you know, their, their whole EP single collection, like discography, in my opinion, this is the one to own. Like it's got this killer in the dark graduation dance, freeze your blood. And I won't forget yeah. like, getting all those on just one record and then yeah. have directive kill on there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Done. <laughs> Dude. And he swears in this song. It's like uh, the only horror section song that I can, re- the word fuck stands out to me. Uh, you know, I appreciate that. You know, a tasteful <laughs> use of a curse word. Very yeah. Tasteful. I mean, he doesn't overdo it, but when you he know, does it, he does it. He puts it in a good spot and it, it highlights the song. It's it's like sprinkles on ice cream. It's just like it just adds a little bit of extra flavor on it, and yeah, it, it works really well. And I, I'm sure this isn't the only song he swears on, but it just stands out to me. The thing is, like with a lot of other bands too, you know, you hear a curse word a mile a minute, and <laughs> yeah, you know when bands don't swear, and then you then hear a curse word, you're like, oh wow, <laughs> okay, what <laughs> did he just say that? <laughs> And that's Directive Kill has that kind of effect. It's a good one, dude. They're definitely uh, driving on that song. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, my number one. It is. Uh, it's also John Mom's number one, and it's Fell. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is one of those songs where uh, my top, my top three can be number one all day, any day. But this song, dude, I was getting Miles ready for bed tonight. And he goes potty, we brush his teeth, we wash his face, and this song's playing, and he's dancing, dude. And I'm like, we're having a dance-off in the hallway to Fell, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> that's number one, man. No, <laughs> it I has mean, to be. It's funny, because like, when you were mentioning Spotify playlists, I actually pulled up Spotify and looking at this. Fell only has 1,600 streams on it. Yeah, people are fucking stupid. That's why. No, like I'm. Well, I'm looking at a lot of the other songs too. I'm just like, yeah, people just aren't listening to the right songs. It's weird. I'm I'm willing to fight people over this. You know, I mean, you're you're listening to the wrong songs. I'm gonna have to fight you. I mean, what are you? I mean, are you are you listening to the first two seconds of Fell and skipping it? I mean, if you listen to this chorus, you're fucking hooked for life. I mean. When he, when that, I fell for you, that, oh my God, dude. I mean, it's so good. This, this fucking guy can write a chorus that will stick in your head for a day, you know? Oh, and Fel, that. <laughs> Fel is that song. To me, like John Mom, this is hands down his favorite song he's told me. And he's fucking right. That when, when you just hear this song title, the chorus is immediately in your head. This is the one. Cause it yeah. just, uh- it's so catchy. It's so basic. But the way Dave can pull off that U is, oh my, it's, it's perfect, dude. Anything before, and I'm regretting. I fell for you. 
Oh, dude. I yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna go through. Um, I'm gonna go through John's list, and uh, he sent me the list, and I said rank them. He said he was tired and cranky, so. Well, I'm gonna uh, make fun of him if his list is wrong. <laughs> I mean, he's I, doing pretty good with Fell at number one. Dude, he's got a pretty good list, and it's it's. Um, I think uh. I don't know. I think it's good. I think it's good. So his list, I'll start at. So this is his ten. Um, Forever Close is number ten. Forever Gone. Uh, they're coming. Resonator. Am I Human? Uh, Directive Kill. Killer in the Dark. Damned. I won't forget and fell. It's a pretty solid list, man. Yeah, that's a good list. Yeah, it's like, a good mix. The thing it's is like, like between us, it's a it's a mix of both of ours almost. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with this band. You can literally just be like, here, here's collection one. You're gonna find a bunch of songs that you like on it. And they're gonna be different from mine. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, no, I just I know John. He's pretty vocal about being a huge horror section fan, and uh, I reached out just grabbed his list from him figured i'd read it off yeah i mean it's a good list i mean of any course. of these lists yeah yeah so yeah fun topic dude there's no going wrong with anything involving horror section i mean really they're definitely like dude. when you talk about you know pop punk bands they're definitely like you know a top shelf punk uh pop punk band and you, you can always know you're getting quality from anything that they put out what what's cool is and this goes for Zoonoids too. Um, like we know they write about horror movies, right? We know there's some. You can't always tell. It's not obvious. You're kind of playing around it a little bit. Um, so I, I, I always think that's cool. Horror section does it very well. Um, just because I don't know what any of these fucking songs are about. And <laughs> Zoonoids are the same way. I think Zoonoids. I, I, you know, I don't think it's all horror movie stuff, but I mean, no, there's some, there's some totally stuff. Different. You guys are, you guys are like. <laughs> reaching a little deeper on some of that stuff uh well it's funny because like we only have two no one song about a horror movie really i don't necessarily just mean horror movies but just horror kind of themed dark themed songs you know yeah i mean dark themed songs for sure but um on the first record we only have one song involving a horror movie (laughs) wow what song is that what's that's spheres oh yeah yeah, it's uh, from the Phantasm. The yeah, yeah. rest of them are, you know, it, it, it's honestly to me a very nerdy record. <laughs> it is kind of nerdy. It's a yeah. tough nerdy sounding record, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's what you get when you get a bunch of guys who listen to punk and metal. <laughs> you know, that's kind of weird because you guys definitely have. It's maybe that's what's maybe that's why you guys stand out a little bit because it's not cookie cutter pop punk you guys i mean clearly you like pop punk but it's like you know matt didn't grow up on pop punk like like you know like i did you know so he he's kind of you know i've heard the good stuff and i've heard the terrible stuff whereas matt seems to have taken from the best stuff and put a little twist on it and he's got a little bit of that metal influence and it, that kind of, there isn't metal on the Zoonoids record. Don't get me wrong, but there is something that's added to the to the pop punk element that makes it a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, 
the whole thing about this band is uh out of all three of us i'm the guy who's like super into punk rock um yeah the rest of the guys like they all listen to you know whatever they are into and you know i mean i don't listen to just punk rock of course but it's you know we can't just have the beach boys and you know the beatles <laughs> and yeah, yeah. 50s doo-wop as the foundation um you got to have some other you know ingredients thrown into the mix to you know grow the genre because if yeah. it's not if we don't have stuff like growing it then it's just gonna wither on the vine and die yeah and we can't just you know constantly just be listening to the same stuff from you know the 90s we got to have <laughs> you know more stuff being added to it and that's why i'm glad like we have this <laughs> this band and you know um oh yeah i totally forgot to tell you that uh me and matt have a a doom metal project getting ready to come out <laughs> yeah actually matt told me about it yeah 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 uh so scrying stone will be coming out on halloween nice hey you guys played a show like last weekend right yeah like a house our, show a couple weeks uh, ago no it was uh at a podunk bar in kalamazoo like we really really can't stand the venues in kalamazoo because the sh- the show like was a cd release party for our friends band so they needed a band and we're like yeah sure we'll jump on the bill for you no problem and i don't know what happened because they used to be a rock bar okay but during the pandemic they're like yeah we're gonna redo the stage and everything it'll it's gonna be great (laughs) and when we finally get there their stage was literally a plank of wood on the floor for us to stand on and we look back at the stage where the drums were and we're like this is a dj stage you guys are a dj bar now so how'd you go over yeah we went over fine i mean cool like you know it's a local kalamazoo show and i hate to say this about kalamazoo but nobody goes to a show in kalamazoo (laughs) that sucks dude so was that show that you guys played your second show that was the second show I think it's cool that your guys' first show was not only out of town, but way the fuck out of town in Delaware. Yeah, the funny thing about that was, uh, you know, like the show got booked, you know, during still the crazy Michigan lockdowns we were dealing with. And when we went out there, um, it was the, the only reason we went out there was nobody else was doing shows. And they were the only people that were willing to have us on a bill. We're still <laughs> running into problems where we can't get booked. Like we don't get return emails from people. That sucks, dude. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, I mean, hopefully now that things are opening up more, we'll be able to, you know, get out there. Cause we're hoping to actually hit the road. Hopefully in January, we'll start hitting the road in the Midwest a little bit. And then in the spring, like really hit the road and, you know, <laughs> go out and play multiple states and everything. Did you guys want to come here? That'd be fine. I just don't know how many people would go, you know? Yeah. A couple people. It's I've, just not... My city sucks these days, dude. You know? It's nothing I mean, that happening. Seems, that seems to be the case with a lot of cities. I mean, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if it's just people don't think that, like, going to a club is how you should see music now or what, but it seems like a lot of people would rather just have a DJ up 
up on the stage and listen yeah, yeah. to you know them flipping records all night long rather than actually seeing a band play. Yeah, my my city's always been kind of fucked, you know. I mean, for a while there in the late '90s, it was it was one of the stops, you know. Every great punk band played here, and when that died out, it just completely like everybody moved, everybody left. It's weird. So there's a couple guys around that still, you know, listen to punk rock, but for the most part, you know, if they do, it's it's harder stuff. You know, it's hardcore or something. You know, and it's just. You know, I mean, I have to say, like, part of the problem, too, is like our generation. You know, I mean, I'm I'm a bit younger than you, but, you know, I think like our generation kind of gatekept a little bit too hard, <laughs> you know, trying yeah. to keep this our own, especially yeah. because of the whole explosion of like bands like Blink and like, was it like some 41 and Good Charlotte kind of sending it to the masses? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think because of that explosion, we were just like, no, no, no you can't come in <laughs> stay out <laughs> yeah i mean that that happened everywhere you know i mean that's that's just part of it and i think that happens with every genre of music you know what i mean yeah you yeah. know there's like you know metal dudes don't like nickelback right you know but <laughs> but you know i mean at some point there's those bands are gateway bands to to bands like horror section you know yeah, that's not Nickelback. You know what I'm saying. That's how I looked at it. Like now that I'm older, you know, when I was younger, oh, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was definitely like one of those like, oh, you listen to that? What's wrong with you? Like <laughs> now I'm just like, yeah. oh, you listen to that? Yeah, you should listen to this too. <laughs> you know, now I'm handing music out. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I was ever like, oh, you like that? I, you know, I wasn't looking down. I just always looked at like, you like Blink 182. You're probably not gonna like this or maybe not even blink 182 but you know like some 41 or whatever you're probably not gonna like you know the apers it's just not they're not the same to me you know what i mean and looking back now some 41 it's certainly a lot closer to to what i listen to than say you know anything else that's you know moderately cool you know for the mainstream these days but at the time they were so far apart, but in reality, it was it was guitar rock, you know. And yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where like we need to just realize that like, you know, we gotta have new blood coming in, and <laughs> yeah, you know, if we're just gonna gatekeep and you know push people away, it's not gonna help anything. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because like I've started to notice that in the metal scene pretty hard when I you know go to a metal show like i'm just like hmm it's like there's nobody younger coming into this and if we don't have younger people coming into a a scene then you know how's it gonna grow (laughs) i always dig it when i when somebody's in the in like the dummy room group um and yeah assume they're a little bit younger but when you find out they're like 25 or something like that, it's like, whoa, you know, that's cool. You know what I mean? Even though that's yeah. not super young, you know, but like those no, color no. killer kids, you know, it's like, wow, those kids oh, are, they're playing, you know, they're covering Jagger Holly and they're yeah. 12. Yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, cool. I, you know, I fucking love seeing shit like that. Like they're, those kids are, you know, I, and it's funny cause I like, I've seen people like crapping on what they do and I'm just like, yeah, let, just let them do what they do <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it <laughs> yeah i mean they've they i've you know they play 
their live streams and I think it's kind of I think it's kind of silly like they have the props you know with the the big C and the big K but they're kids you know I mean it's kind of cool you know I guess no you know? I mean uh what was that band in the 90s it was like a bunch of kids too and I remember they got like dumped on so hard by the punk scene um oh god I can't even remember their name no but idea yeah they had a like they weren't they weren't good like color killer that was the thing it's like uh they, they were they were bad color killer can actually they could fucking play dude i mean they're young and you don't even want to say they're good for their age you know what i mean they're like they're playing way above their age yeah you know they're you know like when they did that cover of hey suburbia it's pretty good dude like, I mean, it's a good a song, lot of energy behind but... it yeah, that's the thing. I mean, they delivered it very well. I mean, there's bands that are, you know, dude, there's bands that are in their 40s. You know, guys that are in their 40s that aren't as good as Color Killer. They cannot play as well. No, no. That people like. And yeah, it's that's, like, a, eh. that's a band that, like, <laughs> you know, I hope that, you know, they keep making punk rock. I hope so, too, dude. I, I seen, actually, that was, that was, that reminds me, um, I saw that they're, documentary on them is coming out oh, really? i don't know if you kn- th- did you know they made a documentary i heard there were rumblings of them making a documentary yeah apparently it's it's got a release and it's at some i don't know when but it's happening so it's going to be at some film festival debuting or some shit i don't know but look forward to seeing it dude you know jay yeah. prozac's going to be in it i hope so like <laughs> yeah i hope he's also on a bmx bike dude killer song <laughs> yeah i love that suck song that's that's my favorite song off the new record dude I, yeah it is it's so different for them you know um catchy as hell dude they're all nice guys too i mean they seem nice maybe they're not but um, no they're all great like um when we went to <laughs> delaware uh <laughs> dunk um and brad were there yeah yeah and yeah the two of them got us hammered they got me and matt (laughs) so drunk like matt was our designated driver you know quotations and he got the two of us so hammered (laughs) it it was funny because like we're just like yeah you know we're not going to drink before we go on stage you know it's our first show let's you know hit him with everything we got and then you know we run into those guys and the next thing you know we're like five beers deep and we're like all right i guess we're playing like this
guys were they were just excited i think because it was still early before you know everything started really starting to open back up yeah just eager to get out just yeah <laughs> I, I don't know if the floodgates just opened or what but yeah they were <laughs> they were they were knocking them back cool yeah speaking of the the suck guys i don't know if you saw but uh rag picker you know bo's thing mm-hmm. you can uh go and get your uh, the you can be official member of the uh fantasy beer league Pick up a yep. T-shirt. Yeah, Basement's good, dude. Actually, he announced it already. This uh, the Bad Secret EP, the four-song, twelve-inch EP, is coming oh, out. Okay. November fifth, dude. He he's already kind of teased it a little bit on the on the Reg Picker. He's been making some posts, so I've heard it, dude. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. I'm not like, sure that's... I'm not supposed to. I'm not sure I'm supposed to say that. I don't, he's not going to care. I don't think. But dude, killer, dude. It is surprise of the year dude that whole bad secret like their demo one was so good oh yeah um that was a slow burn for me too you know that was that that it didn't punch me in the fucking head right away really not even measure the magic i think it's unbelievably good but no um this this ep though is i've been vocal to some friends about how good bad secret is lately yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Hopefully, hopefully, Bo, I don't know if he's listening or not, but if he is, hopefully he doesn't get too pissed that I said something. But, you know, it's out soon. If you're hearing this now, get ready, because it's going to it's gonna turn some heads. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Everything he's done has been just a 10 out of 10. about the suck just because of the fact that <laughs> I have nowhere to put that goddamn poster that they send it. <laughs> oh, I know, dude. It's too big. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I don't have a wall where I can just dedicate <laughs> to just the suck. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, I- I'm trying to look at, like, how they even folded it to fit into that. <laughs> I know. That was John, dude. John did all those by hand. 
Oh, he I didn't like it. It's a killer record, though. Oh, it's a great record. I love that fucking yeah. record. But yeah, thanks for hanging out a little bit, dude. Um, oh, yeah, for sure, man. What did we do? Anytime. I don't even know. We talked about Horror Section and that Randell, so everyone check out the... Uh, it's it's on the Randell site. I'm sure it's on Spotify. It's on Bandcamp. It'll be posted in the group. You'll know about it. Killer band. What sucks about that band, it, not about that band, but what sucks in general is that band will never get you know, the accolades that they deserve just because they're not... Just because they're so, they're so remote, you know, people just don't give a shit enough about some of these European bands. Yeah, I mean, we can't think like everything. The best stuff is from America. Like, it's funny because like yeah, you were not. talking about horror punk earlier, and I'm like, yeah, the best horror punk band is honestly from Japan, and they're called Balzac. They're the best band that's doing it right now, still to this day. And nobody talks about them. Yeah, because they're from Japan, you know. And yeah. that's that sucks, dude. I mean, you know, I mean, there's 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 diehards like you, and and other people that that will always support that and seek that shit. But you know, like the Randells. I mean, that's right up my alley. I I fucking love it. It's you know, it's just unfortunate that, you know, there's not a hundred thousand people that are like me. Yeah. But I thought it was cool. I mean, I. I Dude, they reach out to me and they think of me that I I appreciate it. It's cool. It's a great song. It's Halloween. I don't know. What's your favorite candy, dude? My favorite candy? Crunch. Crunch bars. Really? Yep. They're okay. Are you gonna are you gonna tell me that your favorite is is candy corn? No, 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 dude. Dude. Okay. My all time favorite is the Reese's the the Reese's brand. It just seems like there's too much Reese's now. It's like pump the brakes on the Reese's shit you know we don't need Reese's pieces in the Reese's peanut butter cups I don't need that yeah. um, so dude but lately dude I'm on a nut roll kick still I mean honestly I haven't had one for a little while but if if, if I had to say what's my favorite candy I'm going the uh, Pearson salted nut roll oh okay you had one? I, I have had one once in my life it was really good yeah can you um, buy them there? you can't buy them everywhere they're kind of no, you know, they're, like, they're uh, based out of St. Paul, Minnesota, so maybe it's a regional thing. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is a, a regional thing. It's like how you can't get Fago everywhere, but it's abundant and flowing out of rivers here. <laughs> I'll send you a nut roll, dude. Yeah, uh, I'll. They're good. I'll, I think I'll, I owe John a nut roll too. I told him I was going to send him one. I haven't yet. <laughs> I don't think he's had one. Really? Yeah, dude. Like, they're pretty good. Uh, it's funny because, like, on our way to Delaware, because I have a bunch of family that lives in New Jersey, um, so I was telling the guys about how great and amazing Wawa subs were, and they're like, oh, wait, it's just a sub, right? And I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> and then they got to experience it, and they're like, this is amazing. And I'm like, oh, wait till you try this thing called Tasty Cake. Dude, I, I don't know what a Wawa sub is. Oh, if you ever are on the <laughs> on the East Coast, you need to have a Wawa sub and you need to get a tasty cake as your dessert. I I'm on it. Yeah, I mean that's that's like a must. And I doubt anyone that is near a Wawa or has been experiencing a Wawa sub in any point in their life will disagree with me and saying like, yeah, you need to have those things in your life. Yeah, well, when we start talking about fast food, it's usually time to end the show. <laughs> yep, yep. But dude, have a good uh. Have a good Halloween. I don't even know if you know. I don't. I don't know what's allowed this year with trick or treating and shit like that. 
Yeah, um, I don't know what's going on with trick-or-treating. I mean, I'll have a bowl of candy here. I mean, I'm vaccinated, so... Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm prepped. I'm ready to go. Like, yeah, bring it on, but... So are, so are you a cheap bastard when it comes to Halloween candy? You doing the the one piece, or do you kind of no, do a few? No, I just hand them a bowl and be like, yo, grab what you want. Oh, you're that guy. Kids yeah, love that shit. But the problem is that bowl's empty after the first two or three kids. No, no, like, uh... <laughs> That's why you go to Costco and you get those big, big, huge Halloween bags. And, you know, you, you just throw the big bowl full of candy in there. And I remember what it was like when I was a kid. And I'm just like, look, I don't want to have my house egged by giving you crappy candy or just, you know, cutting you down to one piece. Grab what you want. Leave me alone. Don't egg my house. And as there long you as go. you give the kids candy, they don't egg your house. And then you don't have to wake up the next morning trying to get that shit off your house. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna search for little uh, nut rolls and give those out. That's what I'm gonna do this weekend. Oh, oh the the fun size <laughs> nut rolls like that's yeah, less fun. That's what I say. Less fun size. Yeah, I I don't know why they call it fun size because it's definitely not fun. It's like you're giving me like a quarter of a candy bar. How's this <laughs> How's this fun? <laughs> exactly, dude. In my neighborhood, there used to be these two dudes that lived by us that would give out like king size Snickers. Like holy shit. Go to their yeah. house, kids. You know, those guys yeah. rule. <laughs> yeah, it sucks here, like, because uh, we're like the very tip top of the Bible Belt. So uh, I would nice. You know, you go trick or treating, and then you'd like get like that flip book of like Bible quotes and how Oof. people were getting ready to burn in hell. Nice. You go trick or treat, and yeah. I'd just be like, okay. And then you look at that house the next day, and it would be <laughs> egged and teepeed and everything. You know, you don't want to be that great. person. Just give that. Give the kids the candy, and then you don't have to worry about that. And plus, like, nobody smashes your pumpkins. It's a small price to pay to give kids a bunch of candy. Let their parents deal with the the sugar rush. You don't have to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, uh, dude. But, yeah, anyways, if you're going trick-or-treating, if the kids are going, stay safe. Um, what else, dude? You got any last words? You got to come back. We'll talk a little bit more. Of course, I think we got some stuff to announce coming up, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll definitely come back i mean anytime um cool i don't know like uh you did announce the cap gun split with us so i don't know we should <laughs> we should come back and talk about that maybe <laughs> it'll be out by the time hopefully i mean hopefully i'm shipping them by by the time this is out so oh, and cool. i you know people will be able to hear hear this shit on uh on the spotify or the band camp yeah we'll definitely um, put it up there but yeah i mean hopefully people will dig it and yeah when you hear when you hear you guys do Sam Hain, <laughs> dude, it's unbelievable. It's like, uh, you guys you guys nailed it. It sounds like a straight out of 1984, right? It sounds great, dude. That's all Matt Zoa. He's he's a magician in the in the mixing process. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, and, and if you want to hear Cap Gun uh, do, do do a Misfits rendition, then holy fuck. They they nail it. And uh, I don't I don't know. No, I'm not gonna play one. I'm not gonna play one on this episode. We'll let people buy it and check it out on Spotify. We'll just talk it up a little bit and uh, tease it up, and we'll leave it there, dude. All right, right so, on, man. We'll talk to you later. And I don't know. I can't say there's gonna be a show next week. I have no idea. We'll see. Uh, anyways, till next time, everyone. Uh, yeah, just stay cool, stay safe, and uh, we'll talk to you later. All right, <laughs> take it easy. See ya. <laughs>